0: Yes, sir. And here we go. Let's get to the draft, man. The Let's draft. get to the draft, baby. Hey, it th- started on Thursday. Obviously, went through Friday, Saturday, and then you had the undrafted free agent signed after. Um, it's an interesting draft. Interesting draft, and everybody already got their grades and who won and who lost and who's going to be the best. Obviously, the Wills Levis slide out of the first round was probably the most surprising. Um, talking about those odds, he was, I think, minus 1,500 to go number four overall to the Colts um, before the draft took off. He was such a lock at that spot that they took the bet off because, um, you know, the, the sportsbook didn't want to lose their ass on it. But he ended up sliding out. Our coach ended up going with Anthony Richardson, young yeah. quarterback out of Florida. Uh, Bryce Young was the one. C.J. Stroud was two. Will Anderson was three. What was your thoughts and takeaways from this draft from this NFL draft?
1: Man, it was um it was a good draft. You know, and then you know, we talked about, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about it here shortly. Like, you know, who we felt as though um came away with a with a big draft, right? A huge draft, um, a winning grade. And my three teams were the Colts, the Texans, and the Eagles. Um, uh, mm-hmm. starting off with our coach, you know, them drafted Anthony Richardson. We've been having our a quarterback carousel here for a minute but um I feel like he could be that guy you know I think a lot of people were excited coach fans were excited you know you look on um, on social media on Twitter we got one and I think they I think we're right I think we have one um if you look at his attributes what he brings to you um mm-hmm. as a quarterback man it's it's, it's it's special right obviously you know it's a, a lot of talk about what he can do but you know we're gonna talk about the positives big guy he's strong has yeah. an arm? You kind of think of you think about Cam Newton. I say he, hopefully he he does become a player like Cam Newton, mm-hmm. um, NFL MVP. But with the running game that we have, um, a solid defense, man. I think Anthony Richardson is gonna be there for a long time. Um, great job by the coach. You know, obviously you know picking picking Anthony Richardson. But I think we're in good hands now, D. But what you think?
0: Hey, I lo- I feel like Anthony Richardson is like. um you are going to out the Silicon Valley and betting on one of these, one of these startups or, or you getting into crypto or you, you trying to buy some Bitcoin, like one of them, he's one of them picks. He's like a boomer bus in my opinion. Uh, and, and I hate to be one of those people in the media, but he's like one, Hey, he can go to the hall of fame or he could be a bus. And uh, obviously on this show, we only putting good energy out there. So I'm looking at, we just got a hall of famer at the number four pick, just like when we drafted edge at four, uh, but he seems like a, 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 a great a great kid. Uh, everything that I heard about him behind the scenes, off the field, has been lights out, A-plus. Only 20 years old. It didn't play Didn't play a lot of – don't have a ton of uh, college snaps under his belt. And it's a lot of things that you see on the film that you would like him to improve on. But now he's going to be learning on the fly as a pro. And um, sometimes that can stun a player's growth. Uh, and that's why you – I know a lot of times you you always like the veteran to start off yep. until that guy's kind of ready. Um, but I think with a guy like him, with his athletic attributes, we just put this up, um, all of the Colts' relative athletic scores from the draft, and Anthony Richmond was a perfect 10 out of 10. And he would have been a 10 out of 10 if he went into the draft as a wide receiver. Uh, but so from that standpoint, I mean, the sky is literally the limit. Um, so even when he's figuring out how to play quarterback at this level, He's able to use his athleticism to create plays and create problems for the defense. You talked about the run game. Jonathan Taylor coming back. We expect him to be healthy. He had his first, you know, kind of injury-plagued season in his entire football career, so we expect him to bounce back. The offensive line is going to be huge. How how do we get production out of that offensive line? Because a lot of people are talking about Shane uh, Steichen's success that he had with Jalen Hurts, and a lot of people talk about, you know, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, and right. all these great pieces, which are all great, but you can't do shit if you're not protecting that in them trenches. And Jalen Hurts was one of the best protected quarterbacks in the league last year. So we're going to need to get our money's worth out of that O line. Uh, but I love this pick. And I loved it even more when they went and got Josh Downs in the third round out of North Carolina. Because small dude, but he is a killer, um, especially lining him up inside with those big receivers he got outside. Pearson Pittman um obviously JT in the backfield uh so it it could be something special and and, you know this is the time of year where all the fan bases get excited I know as a former Colt as a huge Colts fan I'm excited you talked about the carousel we've been dealing with since Luck hung it up um to get a young kid like this with so much potential and excitement um should I, I was I was praying to God this is who they went with at four um you know, I know there's a lot of people pointing at Levis, but and I hope he's he does well in, in Tennessee as well. But um, I think I hope we got the right one. But uh, we know we got to go out there and play the games. But I am ecstatic about this pick.
1: No, nah, for so sure, man. I'm right man. there with you with coach. No, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you with the Colts, man. So uh, we'll see. Like you said, we're gonna put that yep. good juju ju- in the atmosphere and see what our coach can do. Um, another team, man, another team that I thought had a a, a good draft and they they kicked it off with. with two of their first-round picks. Also in the AFC South, the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. Um, The Houston Texans, man, um, you know, C.J. Stroud, you know, good quarterback. I think he was your first quarterback that you would have got off the the board. So, you know, D'Amico Ryan's first-year head coach coming over from uh, San Francisco, um, he has his guy. He has his guy. And Then on the defensive side, they went and got Will Anderson. So, in this draft, you have two players that you're going to have could – be for for a number of years on both sides, yeah. of the you know what I mean. And I thought that the Houston Texans, just with those two picks, had a very 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 successful draft. Um, hate to see him being in, in in the AFC South <laughs> against our coach, but again, two great picks. Um, and I don't think you could have done it any 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 other way. You know, I think what they had originally coming in, they had the 12th or 13th pick.
0: Yep, I and mean, they
1: were dri- two. Yep. Yep. They traded up, man. Two, three back to back, two, two great back-to-back picks, man. Um yeah. shout out to Houston.
0: Yeah, sh- hey, shout out to Houston. And once again, obviously, as as Colts guys, we don't like to root too much for the Houston Texans, but uh, I think they got this one right. And they got, I believe they got their head coaching higher right with D'Amico Ryans, and then you're setting D'Amico up for success. Something they haven't done with the last couple coaches that they've hired, but the first draft. Of D'Amico Ryan's uh, head coaching career, they swing for the fences as they be mentioned trading away next round, next year's uh, first round pick along with some other picks to get back up there in the top three. Only shout out to De- Daniel Jeremiah too. Uh, only guys saw predicting uh, Texas making this move, but you're going to get C.J. Stroud with the second overall pick, then you're going to get Will Anderson with the third overall pick, Drew Scruggs, Tank Dell, Dylan Horton, Henry. Um, and then a, a couple other guys as well. but I think uh, I think the Texans got this one right. You talk about premium positions, quarterback being one of them obviously, and then the pass rusher probably your second most um, important position. that's hopefully when you go and draft guys like this, those are your anchors on both sides of the ball. So if they get this one right, it's worth whatever picks you give up to get it if you are the Houston Texans. So uh, once again in that AFC South, so we ain't room for him too much, but I think they are setting uh, head coach D'Amico Ryan's up for success uh, with these two picks. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. This is one of my favorite teams um, as well. When it comes to uh, when it comes to what they did in the draft, there we go. We got you back. But um, your video might be low. I have to restart your video, AB.
1: But on, uh, I think I'm still choppy, bro. Yep, yep.
0: Uh, let me go to my one of my favorite drafts while we get until we get AB back in. There we go. The Lions. The Detroit Lions. Now they had a lot of people scratching their heads uh, with that pick. Jumped up to twelve to draft Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Bama. He was the second running back taken in the first round, which was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, and I was doing my comps uh, on, on, on the draft spectacular. And Jameer Gibbs, his NFL comp uh, for me was like a Jamal Charles and an Alvin Kamara. Uh, smooth runner, home run speed, 436. So I can take it to the crib from anywhere on the field. Uh, and also, they don't have a bunch of wear and tear coming into the league, so that's something I like. Obviously, the Lions loved it; they had Swift and um, who's the other back they have? Swift and someone else. I can't think of who they had on the roster. And then they traded DeAndre Swift to the Philadelphia Eagles um, pretty soon after making that pick. The right was kind of on the wall, but Jameer Gibbs, uh, special picks and special pick in my opinion at twelve. And then they went back and got Jack Campbell. Now once again, was a head-scratcher for a lot of people because a lot of people looked at this and said, hey, you know, Jack Campbell, Jack Campbell, tight end Sam Laporte, and then Brian Branch, and then Hendon Hooker. So you look at this draft. I like both picks in the first. I like both picks in the second. And I love their third-round pick, getting Hendon Hooker, who you would think is their quarterback of the future, grabbing Hendon Hooker there in that third round. Um, Obviously, you got Jared off there now. But Gibbs, A home run hitter on the offensive side of the ball. Now, this is kind of opposite of the Houston Texans. Houston Texans went for the premium position. They went three overall with Derek Stingley, which is another premium position in the league last year. Uh, But this year they went quarterback and pass rusher. And the Lions, they kind of went uh, against that whole model of, you know, the premium position where the analytics say you need to spend your money. And they went and got Gibbs at 12. And then an off-ball linebacker, at eighteen, with Jack Campbell, which a lot of people had, you know, oh, he would have been available in the second round or at this point or this point. But if you love your guy, you go out there and get him. And for some reason, I don't know if it was Mad Mills' uh, reaction to the Jack Campbell pick, but big guy, he can run, you know, four six, off the ball, six five, I believe. He just looks like one of those dudes that can mess around and go down and be the greatest linebacker in Detroit Lions history. He just looks like that kind of pick. Jack Campbell matched up with Motor City. Dan Campbell out there in Detroit. I like both of those first-round picks. Uh, My favorite pick is probably Brian Branch, who they went and got in the second round out of Bama. Um, Kind of a nickel safety. Uh, Also did some returning at Bama, Uh, but just a special, special player in my opinion plays well in space, explosive, tackles, um, very, very disciplined, as you expect a a Nick Saban coach player to be. Um, And he was one of my guys that I expect to come off the board in the first round. They got him in the second round. So I think Detroit, um, I know a lot of nerds will tell you they didn't do great because of the position they drafted and where they drafted him. But I think they went on best available, best player on their board, and that goes into that, uh, that pick at number 68 when they went and got Hendy Hooker. Once again, if he's healthy, I think he's the third quarterback off the board in this draft. Um, he was on his way to winning the Heisman last year at Tennessee. Some people question, would that offense or his style of play transfer to the NFL? Um, should, I think it will. I think he'll be, he's got a, a chance to be the best quarterback from this draft, in my opinion. But now he has time to heal. It's going to be no rush on that knee coming back. You got Jared Goff. Oh, shit. If he plays well again, he's probably in line for another extension, honestly. And then you got Hendon Hooker waiting in the wings. and You can really see what you got from your young guy with no rush to throw him on that field early. So I personally think the Detroit Lions knocked this draft out of the park Uh, coming off a year where they competed. Um, all the way through the year and played meaningful games into December and January. So um, shout out to the lions who were <clears throat> another one of my favorites with what they did in the draft. Another team. So uh, AB, I believe he said the Colts Texans, and Eagles were his favorites. Eagles, you know, they continue to pluck from uh, their, their farm system down there in, in Joe Athens, Georgia with them dogs. But uh, another team, my third team. So where do I go? Colts, obviously, Lions, and then the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, a lot of people had them taking a quarterback in the first round at that number five position. Uh, They went Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois, who's a dog. Uh, Just his attitude that he plays with, uh, his, his explosiveness. He can play the ball. He can tackle. He can blitz. Five ten, 180 ish pounds, but an absolute dog, a menace out there in the field. So now you pair him up with Tariq Woolen, who played an All-Pro level last year. Is a six-round pick, I believe. You got Tariq, you got Devin on both sides. You got Kobe Bryant, who played well in the slot as a rookie last year for Seattle. Quandre Diggs, one of the best free safeties in the game. So you got a lot of good pieces. It looks like they're trying to rebuild that that, that Legion of Boom uh, out there in Seattle, man. So I'm excited about what Seattle was able to do. And then not to mention, they got Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was the highest-rated receiver uh, for a lot of people coming into this draft. You put him out there on the field with D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Geno Smith, who had a great year. Kenneth Walker in the backfield, who had a damn near rookie of the year um, situation at the running back. So I absolutely love the uh, Seattle Seahawks picks. Let me throw them up there one, one more time. Number five overall, Devin Witherspoon, number 20, Jackson Smith and jigba um we got a backer outside linebacker Derek hall in the third zach Charbonnet <clears throat> in the second as well um got some old linemen did their thing man shout out shout out to the seahawks hey b we miss anything
1: yeah i don't know if you talked about the philadelphia bulldogs
0: <laughs> not yet let me go ahead and throw their picks up there real quick
1: man shout out to philly man philadelphia uh philadelphia eagles man Nicknamed them the Bulldogs as well. I think they had a good draft. I heard you talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you mentioned the Detroit Lions, but this was my third team, man. These Eagles picks, um, they, they keep getting it done, they keep getting yeah. it done. Um, put those picks back up there one more time. And you look mm-hmm. in the first round, you know, you get Jalen Carter, you know, um, Nolan Smith. You know, I always thought that they needed the safety. Um, they went out and got uh Sidney Brown. Um, this was a pick from the Arizona Cardinals. But what what the Eagles are being able to what they're doing right now, I just think they're they're building their roster the right way through the draft. Um, they was able to get Swift from the Detroit Lions as well. Um, so him in the backfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with, 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 with with uh with Jalen Hurts, man, I think it's uh what they're doing over there is is phenomenal. So again, I think the Lions, not the Lions, excuse me, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles had a great, great draft weekend.
0: Yeah, and Howie Roseman, as as a GM, I feel like he he's continued to put on a masterclass. Um, not only in the draft, you just mentioned it, uh, you went and got Nolan Smith, obviously Jalen Carter, uh, Kaylee Kaylee Ringo, um, just. Players, you know, you see this a lot. Some some coaches like drafting from the same school because they know what they're getting. They know what coaching style they're coming from. They know what type of culture they're coming from, um, and obviously they like that. Um, but I feel like he always makes another move either, either before, or right after the draft to get him even better. So you go out and get Swift, explosive playmaker uh, back there in that Eagles offense. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be special again. I think obviously they took care of the quarterback, paid Jalen Hurts. Uh, A couple weeks ago um, at this point made him the highest paid player in NFL history Uh, Lamar Trump that but um special special situation I think they got going on over there in Philly man so shout out to Howie I can see why that was one of your favorite um, drafts as well so all together we got the Colts Texans Eagles Seahawks as um, teams that really knocked it out of the park and as usual as always We're going to really see in a few years how these players pan out within their
1: organizations on and uh, off the field. Hey, Um, question question for you, though. Question for you. We talk about, you know, we joking, you know, as far as the Philadelphia Bulldogs. um, And you just mentioned it where, you know, you're going to get a guy from this particular school, right? You know what type Mm -hmm. of guy that you're going to get, what type of player you're going to get. Um, because you know what they're breeding at that particular school. You seen it with Alabama. You I mean, you seen it yep. the, at the U um, in the past. But for Philly. The
0: TCU, Chargers of TCU. I think they draft three TCU players uh, this draft.
1: Right. So you see it, right? So you have these guys that's they've been in the same locker room. They could be cool, they couldn't be cool, but you see, you see them coming together. Like, what could that do like for the locker room? You know, you got guys that's familiar with one another that's coming in like. Like what does that do for the locker room? What does it do for guys that you know? Because you know how it is, you in the locker room, you really don't know mm-hmm. nobody. Obviously, it's gonna take yeah. time to get acclimated, but being able to walk in that locker room and it's like, okay, this is my guy right here, I rock with him. You know what I'm saying? We've done this in the past. Like, what does that do for, for the morale of the team?
0: Man, that's huge. It, 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 it's instant comfort. And, and for that player, obviously, that individual, once he steps into that locker room, like you said, it's already people you're comfortable with. Um, and, and usually it doesn't. For most guys, in my experience at least, it doesn't take long, you know, for a guy to get kind of acclimated to the locker room. You know, as long as you fit in and not trying to be, you know, something different than what that locker room is, you fit into whatever the culture is. And then it starts usually in your meeting room. So you look at these guys, Jalen Carter, he going into a meeting room with Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith, same thing. Yeah. They're going into pretty much the same meeting room. So you're going into these meeting rooms, you're going into these teams where it's already instant comfort. That was the biggest part for me about like OTAs and, and training camp was really just building that you know a team camaraderie and, and getting used to each other as individuals. Um, so that way I think it translates and so you play better on the football field. But I think I think that pays a huge dividends um, for, for obviously not only Philadelphia Eagles but other teams that do that. And I think these coaches and these uh, decision makers – kind of do that intentionally as well because they already know, hey, so-and-so was a good teammate. Or if you look at a guy like Jalen Carter, I know a part of that um, assessment or whatever pre-draft is kind of like, okay, we want Jalen Carter to be in a good situation in the locker room that he's going into. And I think our locker room is going to be – he's familiar with a bunch of the guys around him. Yeah, he was young. He was there basically a young pup on a on a on a very talented defense. You know, they won It was a winning coach. So I think he'll fit great into this locker room. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, But I think it's going to pay huge dividends for it for the Eagles for sure.
1: I I agree with you. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, man. But uh, any other draft takeaway? Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans this year? Week one. CJ will
1: Levis,
0: C- but what the hell you got in your cup? What? <laughs> so the Tennessee Titans, man.
1: Tennessee Tyler, I thought he was Ryan Tannehill,
0: uh, Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis, who's it's, starting Week One? AB.
1: I don't think it's gonna be Malik Willis. Um, I'm gonna go Tannehill. Okay. I'm gonna go Tannehill, but Will Levis will be the starting quarterback. For the Tennessee Titans by week eight. By week eight, Will Levis will be eight, starting. Will Leavis, Will Levis will be starting for the Tennessee Titans. I'm tripping. I could have sworn you said Houston,
0: Texas. <laughs> CJ Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we got a whole new cast of characters in the AFC South at quarterback. Now we're gonna. I expect Anthony Richardson to start week one. So let's say we got Anthony Richardson. CJ Stroud who I also expect to start for the Texans. Yep. Um Ryan Tannehill maybe is still the starter and then Trevor Lawrence will be the starter out there in Jacksonville. So whole new cast of characters out there at the quarterback position in the AFC South.